Welcome to Medically Speaking, Auburn's own medical radio show with host Dr. Mark Vaughn of the Auburn Medical Group and Larry Finney. Radio. We are on the air at K-High. This is Medically Speaking Radio. We want to throw out the numbers early because we are expecting calls today. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Vaughn, and... And I'm Larry Finney. And we're going to have Dr. Bombach speaking about headache, headaches, and uh, what we do about them, how we find out what's causing them, if we ever do. Mm-hmm. Probably the best kind of bait to use to catch a haddock. What would that be? A haddock. It's a... Isn't that what we're talking about? I thought we got in a little far afield of medical show. We're talking about fish, right? What, what's what kind of bait to catch a haddock? Headache. Oh, that's yeah. entirely different. It, it'll hit you a little bit later, Ed. Okay. Okay, so we are going to have the numbers out early here. It's 885-3565. And if you're outside of the area, it's 1-800-950-K-HIGH. Uh, when I called you Ed, I was yeah, thinking I know. You're, you're, Ed, you're Ed Zachary, Ed, like somebody Ed Zachary. we talked about last yeah. week. And uh, in the community here on this June, what's the date, June 5th? Mm, it's uh, June 5th. Yes. June 5th. In the, in the community here on June 5th, we have some events going on, oh, or yeah, one we, in particular. Well, um, graduations. we got lots and lots of graduations. In we fact, do. even as we speak, I think right now they're starting to step off at the uh, stadium at Placer High, right? Yeah. Which, if you're trying to go there, there's going to be nowhere to park. Nowhere to park, but you'll be there. You can get there in time to catch the maybe the W's and the Z's. <laughs> do we know any W's or Z's this year? Uh, hmm. No, I can't think of any. We know an A. A's and some M's. Yeah. Um, a K. I know a K. Uh, so anyway. Don't pronounce the K. Yeah. Except the, the K is silent, so it doesn't mean they get to walk. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow. So should we shout out? We, we, yeah, I think we should uh, give a little first name shout out to our, our, our boys. Uh, right. What we got? We got Todd. We got Brandon. We got uh, Phil. Josh. Oh, we got Phil. Philip. Yeah. And we're going to be making all of their parties, too, so that's the thing. Yes. This, it's a good. Thankfully, it, they combined a bunch of them. It's a good. It's like a movable feast. We go from one to another to another. <laughs> and I think, I, I'm not going to have to cook today. The girls. Sophie. Oh, Sophie. That's right. And the twins. Uh, help me out. I'm not. Oh, okay. This is just this is way inside baseball. People are we were losing people. Who are they talking okay. about? We don't know. Turn on, turn off the radio. The only Z's I know are Zachary's, but Ed Zachary. Just Ed. Yeah. Oh, so I saw something today. I saw something today I've never seen before in my life. On the way to the studio, uh, Highway 49, I saw a squirrel run across Highway 49, both lanes, north and south lanes of traffic. Juking and high stepping and head faking, his, you know how squirrels do. <laughs> he made it all the way to the other side unscathed. And then turned just two feet and got hit. No, no, he 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 spiked the acorn he was carrying and did a little dance <laughs> and just went on. He didn't die. He didn't die. All the way across forty nine. Yeah. What's that you have in your hot little hand? Well, you know, usually we go over the news first, but I'm I'm springing one on you here. Um, this is a seasonal. This is the July effect. When I was Googling around last night, I saw a lot of hits or, or a lot of stories on this particular thing. Uh, the July effect allegedly is that oh. there are more fatal medical errors yes. in the month of July because you've got what, your... What um, is July? Yeah. What is July? Tell us what That's is right. July, Doc. July is when you have the turnover. All the uh, graduating residents and medical students leave, and all the ones that are a year behind them are promoted one year. But you uh, essentially have a, a step backwards of one year in experience of the entire house staff mm-hmm. of the hospital. Dr. Bombach, would you? Uh, <laughs> he nods. <laughs> well, this is when they've got you sliced open. They say, what's this thing you do? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it, here's here's the story. This is the one from ABC News. Uh, it says, there's an old saying among doctors, do not let your friends and family schedule a surgery in July. July is the month when graduates fresh out of med school report to residencies in teaching hospitals. Anecdotally, at least, it's been a time when medical errors peak. Well, um, then they come up with the actual statistics. You're starting to get scared. You know, I think I'll put things off till August or September. Here, researchers from UC San Diego investigated more than 62 million, that's a big number, U.S. death certificates between 1979 and 2006. That's a 27-year span. I think about that. 62 wow. million over 27 years. That's about 9,000 deaths a year. Of those, of those 62 million, 244,388 were caused by medication errors. It says, yeah, it says medication errors in a hospital. Well, that's still four one-thousandths of a percent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, so I'm not so sure it's something to get excited about. And they also, and this was published in the Journal of General Internal Medicine, and it doesn't include deaths that might have occurred outside the hospital, where patients, uh, you know, the where damage says, was done and then they get discharged. Well, no, they, they, they take their medications and wash it down with Jack Daniels or whatever. And, you know, the doc's not responsible <laughs> my, for that. Mike, is, is that a, a laugh of recognition there? <laughs> <laughs> Pass the Jack Daniels, please. Okay, <laughs> okay. here's here's some OxyContin with that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it says, um, this guy who did the study said he looked at computerized death certificates, which gave him the advantage of being able to look at death certificates all across the country in a variety of hospital settings. And he quotes, he says, with that, we can safely generalize to the whole country. Um the disadvantage is that you don't have very much detailed information in the death certificate. So I'm, I'm not sure how they could figure out that it was necessarily medical. Uh, but here's, here's how this thing closes out. That means the study only suggests that new residents are to blame. Further studies looking at hospital records might find a direct link to residents' mistakes or may find no link. So, um, and, and yet this managed to take up uh, three solid pages on ABC News' website. You know, this is a chance for us to promote one of our sponsors. Who would that be? Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital. Yeah. We don't have any house staff. We don't have that problem. Oh, no no, no residents? We don't have any medical students or, or residents regularly coming through. I mean, every once in a while somebody will come through and do a... Uh, yeah. We talk about the, 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 the residents working 36-hour shifts with us. Did you ever do that? Oh, easily. Yeah. How about you, Dr. Bombach? You go long periods of time without sleep? Seventy-two hours, outstanding. Yeah, my my record was thirty-six of get there in the morning, work solid all the way through till uh, quitting time the next evening. Yeah. The conclusion says the study brings up more questions than it gives answers. So, um, it was it's just another example of that kind of news that's really not news. Yeah. It it, it gets people stirred up, but you know, it's not. Hey, you know what? We have a giveaway today, Doc. It looks like it. I think that be, right in front of it's me. it's right in front of us here. This is a this is a the weather is finally it stopped raining and it's finally getting fabulous out there. So, um, we anybody would like to call in to Doctor Bombach as soon as we get started. What we're going to be giving away is tickets to game number thirty four. Go down to the Oakland Coliseum, watch a little green collar baseball. This these tickets, there's two of them for Thursday, June the tenth. It's a it's an afternoon game, game time uh, twelve thirty five. So it's a good day to play hooky and. Uh, Watch the A's play the, who are they playing? California Angels. I can't stand the Angels ever since that World Series where Scott Spezio hits the home run 
And World Series, kill, that's a baseball game? It is. And, and, and knock the Giants off. I just, you know, can't stand. Mike's about to say something. There's a great uh, graduation present. Dad and daughter or dad Ooh. and son. Or it is a good what graduation a good idea. present. And, and it's free. Well, would it, would the timing work out for it to be a Father's Day present? Uh, let's see, it's June 10th, a little early Father's Day present, but that would work out as well. Sure. Why not? Okay, so all those people with headaches out there with fathers and graduates, yeah, get your questions ready for Dr. Bombach later in the show. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He said, there's a headache right there. There you have it. All right. Well, is it break time? Yeah, yeah, we need to take a break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll be speaking with Dr. Bombach about headaches. Few things in life are harder than thinking about serious illness or the death of someone you love. Research confirms that Americans want the basic services that hospice provides. Care at home or in a home-like setting. Treatment that preserves a sense of dignity and respect. Emotional and spiritual support for patients and for their families and effective pain management. Hospice helps patients and their families deal with end-of-life challenges in a life-affirming, compassionate way that brings dignity, hope, and love to every day of life. This message of love and caring is the focus of hospice care. This message is brought to you by Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice. We can be reached at 886-6650 or click on the link for Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice on the Medically Speaking Radio website. Larry, have you ever been to Auburn Drug Company? Yeah, that's the one with the marble soda fountain at 815 Lincoln Way. Yeah, right there in front they have the marble fountain, and in back is an independently owned pharmacy right here in Auburn. And that thing has been around for a long time. Since the 1800s. They are so great because they actually fill your prescriptions when you ask them to, unlike the chain drug stores that make you wait. You know, and waiting there wouldn't be a big crime because, heck, you could always go to the soda fountain. That's Auburn Drug Company at 815 Lincoln Way in downtown Auburn. Give them a call at 885-6524. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Ron and Larry Finney. You'll keep hearing references to Ed Zachary because of that. Okay, we were a little off the air here. We were trying to explain Ed Zachary to Dr. Bombach, so now he understands. He's in the, he's he's in in the, the circle. Ed, he's in the Ed Zachary club, the circle, <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, um, maybe we should give the ace tickets away to anyone who can tell us what Ed Zachary syndrome is. Oh, excellent idea. And so that proves that they were listening last week. Yes, and, and now they'll know why when I'm walking down the hospital hallway and I see Dr. Bombach and I say, Hi, Ed, yeah. why I'm doing that. <laughs> All right, get your headphones on, Doc. Okay, yeah. Get, get, uh, here, we'll, we'll do the switcheroo here. Larry and I will share the uh, mic B, and you get to have the good one. Fantastic. We'll get started on the, the subject of headaches, not haddocks. And uh, headaches, they, they come in, in different varieties, and they, they come with different presenting symptoms. How, how do you organize them in your uh, talks about them? Well, fundamentally, a uh, headache is any pain in the head. That's and, a good place to start. Uh, uh, so I, the head, for most people, involves uh, not only the, the uh, top of the head, but the side of the head and the neck. Uh, so most people think about headaches and feel headaches from their head into their neck and even into their shoulders. So it's a fairly broad-based area of uh, discomfort. But uh, in, in uh, proper parlance, it's uh, pain in the head. Okay, sometimes the face. And oftentimes the face, yes. Sometimes other people's faces pain you. Mm -hmm. But we'll wait for the call. 
Right. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, headaches are, are a, uh, uh, usually a very benign thing, uh, and uh, there are people, we were talking earlier, there are people who just don't have headaches, and then there are headache-prone individuals, and then there's most of us in between. Probably about uh, 6 to anywhere up to 15% of the population suffer from recurring headaches, and those might be migraines, might be tension headaches. In neurology, we break down headaches into tension-type headaches and migraine-type headaches. That probably is an artificial separation, but um, that's a good way to uh, uh, think about it. Most people know about migraines. They know that they have a, a one-sided, throbbing, pounding, sick headache. That's probably a migraine, and, and uh, doesn't distress them too much unless it keeps going on and on. But it's the headache that uh, comes on in a person who really has never had headaches before, sticks around for a long time, and might or might not cause additional neurological problems. And we can talk about that later, too, that uh, neurological symptoms are oftentimes part of the headache. Those neurological symptoms oftentimes uh, is what brings the uh, patient to the uh, neurologist or to their uh, primary care physician. And, and then I... In my background, I remember a breakdown between uh, vascular and non-vascular. Yes. Uh, is, would you say that's identical to mm -hmm. the breakdown between migraine and uh, tension, or is yes. that a little bit different way of looking at it? It's a uh, uh, it's an old-fashioned way of looking at it. Uh, the headache. Um, Nomenclature, that is, naming of the uh, headaches has undergone an evolution from Horton's uh, time back in the turn of the century when uh, Horton's headaches were what we called uh, vascular headaches, and now we call them migraine headaches. And then we break down migraines into a, a variety of different headaches. Uh, uh, and now we're talking about transitional headaches, that is, headaches that go from one type of headache into another type. And the most typical evolution is from a episodic, intermittent type of headache to a more continual uh, daily headache. And, and that's a new uh, category, continual daily headache. And so there's lots of different names, but fundamentally it's all pain in the head. Hmm. So the continual daily headache is one that doesn't... It never ends? Or, or That's it's, correct. It's, it peaks and, wow, the never-ending yeah. headache. It's, it's remarkable how many people deal with headaches on a daily basis from morning to night. It may or may not interfere with their sleep. Um, headaches in children that waken you from sleep are always a big red flag. Uh, nausea and vomiting may or may not be a big deal, but headaches that are aggravated by sleep, recumbency, and by physical exertion, are, those are warning signs of, that something really is seriously amiss. Now, most of the time, exertional-type headaches, um, also known as uh, um, coital headaches, which are sexual-related headaches, that you get a headache when you have sex, uh, those can be very serious problems, but most of the time are not. Those that usually keeps you from. That, those yeah, are the kind uh, of keep great you from. Not tonight. I have a yeah, headache. Yeah, birth control. You know, or I have a, or I have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to bake. Yeah. There are some warning signs that uh, go along with headaches, which are uh, tip-offs that uh, things are really serious. And and the the uh, the most common um, warning sign is the worst headache you've ever had in your life. If you have the worst headache you've ever had in your life, and you're running a fever, and you got a stiff neck you got to make a beeline to the emergency room because uh, meningitis is high on the uh, list. Now, not all meningitis is uh, life-threatening, but uh, certainly there are some that, that indeed are and, and are treatable. 
we actually can help somebody. <laughs> yeah, is there a meningitis season? Isn't, isn't I, I, I may be yeah. mistaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, college, college <clears throat> students and so forth? And even high school students. And yeah. I, I think every, every other year about is when you hear about a fatality from uh, contagious meningitis. Viral. And yeah. it's usually right at the age group that's graduated from high school. I can right. remember it was in Folsom a few years back when we were having cases. And there is a vaccine for that now. Yes. It's available in your primary care doctor's office and your uh, pediatrician's office. Do you carry vaccines also? No, I uh, defer to the experts in that. But we do have the meningitis vaccine that does help against that. Now, it's not a a huge threat as far as numbers, but it it is real, and we do have a vaccine for it. So if people want to vaccinate their their kids entering high school all the way through college, that would be appropriate. Or uh, recruits going into uh, the military. That's another group where you have a lot of yes. people together and they get uh, okay, meningitis. So, so, so that's the commonality. It's it's the uh, high density population of people sure. yes. in uh, dorm rooms or barracks or. Yeah, Doctor Vaughn, what do you recommend for the uh, uh, vaccination? Who who do you recommend the vaccination to? I, I don't have the criteria memorized, but it starts at about age 14 or so. In, entering high school is when we start to give it to all the kids. Uh, anybody who wants it, we will gladly uh, administer that. Uh, it's covered by, uh, I'll say, some insurances. You have to check with the insurance to know for sure. And what do you think is the risk? As far as numbers? <clears throat> Not necessarily numbers, but do you, do you consider it to be a, a risky uh, vaccination or a not a risky vaccination? Oh, I, I don't know of any significant problems with the vaccine. Right. It, it's more a matter of um, how real is the risk of the disease that I think about, you know, like I said, in the whole Sacramento area, it's maybe one or two kids every other year. Right. So it's not a huge it's risk. It's not a big risk, but if you get it, you are you have the that's potential trouble. for being seriously damaged. And that's uh, meningococcal yeah. meningitis that we're talking about. So maybe the tipping point is, assuming, it, let's say it wasn't covered by insurance, how much would the vaccination cost? Maybe that's what people... Uh, it's going to be less than the uh, one we talked about before, the, the shingles vaccine. Yes. Which is $200. So... Um, Somewhere under $200. I can't say how much under. I would guess it would be about $100, but it, that $100 is well spent. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing about it is this disease uh, strikes people in their prime of their life. Uh, at, you know, it, it could be the uh, captain of the football team, and he goes from being totally healthy and well one day to dead the next. It's that fast. It's that severe. Uh, it's one of those things that when it hits Everybody surrounded by it just really realizes that, wow, there's there's no guarantee any of us could go at any moment. Well, that's a cheery thought. Yeah. Um, should we should we go to break? Speaking of going, or are we good? We should <laughs> on, on that low note. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I tell you what. Let's let's uh, give out the numbers once again for the uh, for the ACE tickets and or if, and or if you have a uh, question for Dr. Bombach or if you can identify uh, Ed Zachary syndrome for us, it's five three zero eight eight five. 3565 or outside the uh, long distance area, it's 1 800 950 5244. It's probably time for our lengthy disclaimer, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think let's play the lengthy disclaimer followed by the other commercials. Yeah. The content of this website and the Medically Speaking Radio Show are meant for entertainment and for general information purposes. No doctor patient relationship is attempted or implied through the show or the website. Any medical advice, home remedies, and all other medical information on this website or radio show should not be treated as a substitute for the medical advice of your own doctor. 
Do not attempt any treatment mentioned on the website or the show without consulting your doctor. Always consult your own doctor if you are in any way concerned about your health. If you need a doctor and live near Placer County, call Jen at 530-886-8630. If you have a medical emergency, call 911. Medically Speaking Radio, Dr. Mark Vaughn, Auburn Medical Group, KHI Radio, and or our sponsors are not responsible for any diagnosis or treatment made by anyone based on any of the content of this website or the Medically Speaking Radio Show. In addition, the views and opinions expressed on the show or on linked websites are not necessarily those of Dr. Mark Vaughn, KHI Radio, the Auburn Medical Group Incorporated, or any of the show sponsors. Since 1966, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital has been providing award-winning care to members of the community, to people just like you. The tradition of excellence continues today with our comprehensive family birth center, cancer services, 24-hour emergency care, and a whole range of outpatient services with convenient hours and locations to serve you. In addition, we've been recognized for excellence in managing heart attacks, heart failure, pneumonia, and surgical care. We are one of a select few hospitals in the state to earn recognition from VHA's West Coast region for sustained outstanding clinical performance. To learn more about Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital, visit us on the web at SutterAuburnFaith.org slash Medically Speaking Radio. That's SutterAuburnFaith.org slash Medically Speaking Radio. Sutter Health, with you for life. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I want to tell you about my dentist, Rodney Kihara. His office is located right in town at High Street and Auburn Folsom Road. His staff is pleasant. They smile when you walk in, and you know who they are because they're there every time. We're talking about Flo, Cheryl, and Judy. Their pleasant faces welcome you into the office and let you know that you're in the right spot, a comfortable place to go to the dentist. Call Dr. Kihara's office at 888-1966. That's 888-1966. The doctor would say, don't stick anything in your ear. Unless, of course, it's medically speaking. On K-High, the voice of the foothills. Now, back to medically speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to Medically Speaking Radio. We are talking about headaches with Dr. Bombach here at K-High, AM 950, the voice of the foothills. We do have, if you call in and talk about headache or have a question about headache, we do have A's tickets to give away. And we will certainly do that if if you call in. If you call in, I was trying to come up with a, a, a giveaway for people if they're calling from the stadium from graduation. That'd be really good. Oh wow! Yeah, if somebody was listening to their their radio while they're sitting there waiting for the ceremonies to get going, what what would we have for them? They can save seats for us. Yeah, you know, it, it occurs to me, we've just been referring to Dr. Bombach as if everyone knows him. He is a he's been on the show before, but this is Dr. Neil Bombach, who is a neurologist. Did we ever establish he's a neurologist? And this is why we're talking about headaches. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of my fun, uh, favorite things about uh, neurology is uh, the name of their, their board. What, what's the official name of your board? It's the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. It's the same board? Yeah. I'm oftentimes accused of being a uh, psychiatrist in addition to being a neurologist, but uh, they, they do overlap because it's all in the brain. Is it the exact same examination? Uh, no, no, pass? no. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Uh, definitely different. I wanted to touch on uh, the fact that there are uh, serious headaches 
which are the, the very small percentage of headaches, and then there's the great majority of headaches that are not. But to the patient, to the individuals who, who is experiencing their first serious headache, all headaches are serious. And it's very difficult for the patient themselves to sort out what is a bad headache and what is not a bad headache. For sure, if you have a fever, a stiff neck, and you've been having a cold or a flu-like syndrome and other people sick around you, around you are sick, and you get a bad headache, that's an indication something isn't right. Another indication is if you have neurologic symptoms, blindness, numbness, uh, paralysis, passing out, that clearly is something that is not right. A headache that persists and just doesn't go away, that's a serious headache. And all of those require a, at least an inquiry to your uh, primary care physician and then decide where to go from there. An MRI scan is not always necessary, but your physician may wish to do something like that. The other thing I'd want to speak about is that there are people who are headache-prone and those who are not, and that gives us an insight into the underlying causes of headaches. Largely, we don't know the causes of headaches, but we do think that there is a genetic trait, and that's why some people have headaches and other people do not. If you happen to have the trait for headaches, then your uh, threshold for developing a headache is going to be much lower. So you may develop a headache when you, when the, when you first start your menstrual cycles if you're a girl. You might uh, uh, first develop a headache when you have a bad allergy attack or a bad illness, a sinus infection. Uh, many people tell me they come in to see me and say, well, I've had these uh, chronic sinus headaches and they're allergic headaches, when in fact it really is they're a headache-prone person and they just have these triggers. And there are thousands of triggers. It's everything from perfumes to foods to uh, uh, light exposure to stress, um, and all of those are triggering factors for uh, headaches. It is very difficult to control all the triggering factors, but there are things that can be done in your life to control headaches. Probably the most important thing is regular sleep habits, that is going to bed at the same time, getting up at about the same time, regular eating habits, regular exercise habits, and minimizing the stresses in your life. Those are the four factors that can be controlled in a person's life which can manage your headaches. When I consider those four factors that you've just described, that would exclude virtually every teenager I ever know. So shouldn't teenagers have constant headaches all the time? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they give a lot of headaches. I know, well, it's, it's, youth is wasted on the youth. It just is. I, I think the change occurred when they started texting with their cell phones instead of talking on them. Yeah. Took it away from the head there, the proximity of the uh, the radio waves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so this is back to our discussion. The, the, we're making the distinction between good headaches and bad headaches. Now, I, I, I'm not sure that I have, there's a category truly good headaches, but I think by what by that you mean not as worrisome. They're not worrisome. That's right. They're they're bothersome for sure. The headaches uh, do interfere with uh, people's lives. It decreases their productivity. Um, headaches. Uh, have have an underlying cause, and it has to do with the brain. The uh, part of the brain that's involved is in the brain stem, and it has to do with control of the blood vessels and control of the pain uh, sensory areas uh, in, in the brain stem. And it triggers off a reflex, and a migraine is a reflex. It's a reflex of the trigeminal nerve, which is the big sensory nerve to the side of the face, and it also involves the blood vessels. So we call it the trigeminal vascular reflex. And that's why, this, uh, that's why we think about migraine headaches as, quotes, vascular headaches, because it does involve the blood vessels. The blood vessels uh, initially overdilate, 
and uh, initially constrict, and then they overdilate. And when they constrict, they cause neurological symptoms that mimic stroke. And a very tiny percentage of people will, in fact, have a stroke from a migraine. That's a very small risk. When the blood vessel dilates, it pounds, throbs, beats with the heart, aggravated by a physical activity, bending over, etc. Um, and then it resets itself. So a migraine is a, uh, an event that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it resets itself. And then it's ready to fire off again, depending upon the, uh, the stimulus that uh, sets it off. And since we all are exposed to a multitude of different stimuli, that in, in some people can be a, uh, a chronic recurring thing leading to these chronic daily headaches. Um, once the headache becomes established, then you have to determine, your physician needs to determine, is this a bad headache or is this not a bad headache? And that usually involves doing blood studies and an MRI scan of the brain. Once that's done and you establish that you don't have sinus infection, you don't have a brain tumor, you don't have an aneurysm, you don't have those sort of things, then like the vast majority of other people with headaches, you just have a headache. Then it comes down to, okay, what do I do about these headaches? There's a variety of different medications, many of them uh, easily uh, uh, tolerated by uh, patients, and the uh, uh, the Imitrex and, and, and other uh, similar triptan medications are very effective at aborting uh, the acute migraine headache. So they can be very helpful. We have good medications to treat uh, headaches, and, and really nobody should have to live their life with the headaches without at least trying these uh, variety of medications. So not are all constant headaches necessarily migraines? I think since migraine had a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, I know of someone who's got a continuous headache, has has been had the MRI and everything done, nothing remarkable. It's just it just kind of is there at a right. low level. Is there right. anything you know? Is is that a uh, medication type thing, or, or you well, just live with it? Hopefully, you don't have to live with it. A very small percentage of the people that I have treated with uh, recurring headaches are unresponsive to medication. That's a very small percentage of people. Usually, we find a medication that is effective in decreasing the intensity and the frequency of the headache by 75 to 80 percent. And that usually brings it into a level where that is manageable to most people. I think most people are most concerned that they don't have something nasty going on inside their brain that is causing a headache, and they want that reassurance. So in some ways, the MRI scan is not only diagnostic, but it also is therapeutic, because once they know they don't have a aneurysm, a brain tumor, etc., then they can sit back and say, okay, I can tolerate this headache. I don't like it. It's interfering. Let's try some different medications. But at least I can live with this, and I don't have to be laying awake at night thinking that uh, a blood vessel is about to burst in my head and I'm going to die from this or, or worse, you know, end up being a, a vegetable. And that's very uncommon. Now, you, you had, when you're talking about the different treatments, there was one medicine in particular you talked about, the uh, Imitrex class yes. of medicines. And you use the word abort? Yes. So you, you have to catch it early during a certain phase of yes. the migraine? Does it not work if you use it afterwards? It becomes uh, uh, less and less effective the longer you wait. And I've observed this phenomenon in everybody that has a headache, and that is they put off, put off, put off. They think the headache's going to go away, and so they put off taking the medication. It's very difficult to get across the idea that as, as, as soon as you have a headache, as soon as you know you have a recurring headache, you need to treat that. 
and all of the triptans, whether it's the Imatrex or, or Frova or Amerge, I mean, there are a number, six or seven uh, different types, and there's some that are by injection, some oral, some uh, by nasal uh, inhalation. Um, they all need to uh, be taken as soon as you know that it's going to be a bad headache because the longer you delay, the less likely it is to effectively remove the headache. And typically, they, the medication works within a half an hour. Yeah, I, I have some experience with that. I have an acquaintance who, a, a migraine sufferer, with the Imitrex, it, and it's pretty pricey stuff, but yes. it takes it takes over quickly. Um, if you get on top of it, you, you take a dose, that's it. Correct. Mr. Headache's gone. Yes. Now, we have oral generic Imitrex available. Is that also expensive? It, surprisingly, it is. Uh, it's, it really hasn't come down that much since it's gone to generic. Mm. Uh, I think they still are 15, anywhere from 15 to $30 a pill, which is wow. pretty remarkable, you know. But wow. Yeah, but when, when my acquaintance gets to this uh, point of the, the, that, that almost blinding uh, pain, you know, where you get the tunnel vision and all that stuff, $50 a pill starts looking pretty good. It maybe, looks like maybe, a good deal. Maybe three or 400 <laughs> bucks a pill would be, you know, uh, within the realm of reality. I mean, you're, well, when you're hurting that bad. No, and I think it saves a lot of people going to the emergency room. Going to the emergency room with a headache is an experience most people don't like to repeat. It takes a long time to be seen. By the time you get to be seen by the doctor, then the headache is oftentimes relieved. So, yes, the uh, so-called triptan medications are uh, very good. Probably the most effective medication across the board is Excedrin. Uh, it's a combination of uh, aspirin, caffeine, caffeine and uh, Tylenol. So that combination seems to be uh, very effective, and it's probably the most effective, uh, uh, s single most effective medication next to the triptans. Good old Excedrin. And cheap. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the uh, uh, migraine Excedrin is, as far as I can tell, no different than your regular uh, extra strength uh, Excedrin or Excedrin. So you might as well just get the, the regular stuff. I don't know if it's more expensive, uh, but the marketing is different. Well, speaking of caffeine, there's a, fortunately I don't deal with this, but, but people who are, say, heavy caffeine users, caf, uh, coffee, colas and whatnot, if they if they stop drinking their coffee, they begin to get a headache. Yes. So this is withdrawal. Okay, so that's a that's a withdrawal headache. Yes. That's not a. It's the same mechanism as a migraine, and that's just another trigger. So an individual who is used to drinking a lot of coffee, if they stop drinking the coffee and taking the caffeine, they're likely to get a headache. Just like the person who uh, doesn't ordinarily take caffeine and then they drink a lot of caffeine, then they'll get a headache. It's the it's the uh, change, the sudden changes. And with withdrawal headaches, we also see that with the uh, over-the-counter headache medications. Yes. There was a lot made about um, uh, medication overuse headaches, um, analgesic uh, uh, abuse headaches, and uh, the, as best I can tell, and, and, and what is coming out in the literature, too, is that there is a small percentage of people who aggravate their headaches by excess um, analgesic. Uh, so that analgesic might be uh, 
uh, aspirin, could be Tylenol, could be Motrin, uh, any of the medications you use to uh, treat the headache can actually aggravate the headache because your brain becomes accustomed to these medications. And there is a natural uh, half-life of these medications, and as that wears out of your system, your brain becomes sensitized and, and recognizes that, hey, I need some more aspirin. And that triggers off the, uh, the headache, and, and it's perpetuated by continuing to use high doses. Usually the high doses means uh, at least uh, two to three uh, aspirin, Excedrin, Tylenol, uh, a day on at least a, a three to four day a week uh, schedule. If you're using it less than that, it's it's very unlikely that you're actually ag- aggravating the uh, headache. Uh, any headache sufferers out there, give us a call, 885-3565, or even if you're not and you want the A's tickets, you can call for those. Now, one thing I'll do is I'll actually have the people, instead of cold turkey off of all of their headache medications, have them rotate them so that they're not as likely to have the same one day after day after day. Is that something that's done more widely than just in my office? I don't know how widely that's practiced. I, um, You know, our brains are very uh, adept at uh, um, becoming accommodated. That's part of the normal neurological phenomena is for our brains and our nervous system to accommodate. And if we become accommodated then our brain will then be sensitized. Uh, it is no different than if, our, uh, if you go into a dark room and your eyes accommodate to the darkness and then you go out into the bright light. That is uh, one example of accommodation. So accommodation to medications occurs, and when you withdraw from those medications, you're asking for an upset in the uh, uh, homeostasis and uh, encourage a headache. So having a relatively stable uh, life with uh, a minimum of fluctuations, that works best for people with uh, headaches of all types. Looks like we have a call, but we can't get to that because we're making a call. So <laughs> we will we will eventually answer you, whoever is calling. But for right now, uh, what is the recommendation for over-the-counter treatments? You had mentioned some of the medicines that people have problems with using them too much. What, what is it that you recommend that people go to for their headache relief medicine? Uh, Excedrin is number one, but uh, Tylenol, uh, aspirin, um, ibuprofen, uh, Aleve, uh, the uh, anti-inflammatories, they all seem to work fairly well because they go to the brain stem and they work on the so-called nociceptive receptors. And people can kind of throw together their own Excedrin if they don't happen to have that, yes. that product. You, you get a Tylenol, an aspirin, and... And a cup of coffee. There you go. Or, <laughs> or, or tea. Or, or a couple of uh, caffeinated beverages. Some no-dose. Uh, uh, colas or whatever. That's now, right. Now, we have Barbara. Barbara? Yes? You're on the air at uh, Medically Speaking Radio. Yeah. I don't know what to do about these headaches of mine every day. So how can you take a pill on, on getting a headache before it starts? It's but, always there. Right. That, I think the other half of the equation for uh, treating headaches is to prevent the headache. Um, lifestyle changes only go so far, and most people have figured that out. So if you have a headache every day, number one, you've got to go see your primary care physician and see what's going on in your general health. Because sometimes it's thyroid or 
who knows what, but you need to be checked out. And then if, if everything checks out and it is basically just a, a, a recurring headache, there are medications, everything from uh, Inderol to Pamelor to Depakote to Topamax. There are a variety of different medications that are very effective at preventing the headache from occurring. And most of the time, we can get those headaches down to maybe one or two a week at the most, and those headaches can then be treated with uh, episodic abortive medication. So if you have a, a rec chronic recurring headache, number one, you need to go see your doctor. You need to be evaluated. Number two, there are good medications that can be used that are safe, easily tolerated, which really do decrease the burden of uh, headaches. And nortripoline? Nortrip, Yes. Yeah. Nortriptyline can be uh, good, but again, everybody responds to medication differently. So where nortriptyline may be good for one person, it may not be good for you. And there are a number of other different medications that can be used. Okay. I'll make a call Monday to see if I can get in to see you. <laughs> per persistence is the key with headaches. <laughs> yeah, and with you know, getting into your office. And, and with getting into my office, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's the other thing about uh, managing headaches is it does require a very persistent bulldoggedness on the part of your physician to t keep trying different medications yeah. and starting at the very lowest dose and gradually building up because everybody is sensitive to medications at some dose. And some people get by really well at very low doses. Mm, I, just, I guess I'll just take another pill. Yeah. Now, Barbara, did you want to get the A's tickets? No. Okay, we'll save them for the next caller then. Okay. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. And what we need to do is go to a, a break, and then after the break we'll continue our discussion about headaches with Dr. Bomback. Call in at 885-3565 after the break. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I wanted to let you know a little bit about our practice at the Auburn Medical Group. The physician, nurses, and front desk personnel all approach the patient asking themselves the question, how would I want to be treated if I was in the patient's shoes? Listen to what one of our patients has to say about her experience at the Auburn Medical Group. My name is Susie Brown. I just want to sincerely thank that group of people for being there for me in some emergency situations. They are very efficient. Their staff, including their receptionist, even when you call her, she's got uh, sympathy and compassion for you and when you're ill that's what you need the nurses the nurse staff is wonderful and dr vaughn listens to everything you say and they just get on things they do not let anything lag if you need a doctor call us at 886-8630 or look at our website at auburnmedicalgroup.com do you find yourself overspending overeating or in unhealthy relationships is your anger out of control, or do you struggle with drugs and alcohol? Are you tired of just trying harder to deal with your struggles? If you answered yes to any of these questions, there's help available. Celebrate Recovery is an international ministry that meets locally at Parkside Church, 3885 Richardson Drive, Auburn. Meetings are held every Friday night from 6 to 9.15 p.m. All areas of recovery are welcome. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered, 12-step recovery program that offers real and lasting change. Contact Sheila Dobbin at 823-9911. That's 823-9911. For a listing of Celebrate Recovery locations, go to CelebrateRecovery.com. We invite you to join us at Parkside as we celebrate recovery. 
Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to Medically Speaking. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney with our guest, Dr. Neil Baumbach, speaking about headaches and taking your calls. Mike, do we have a caller on the line right now? We do. And the name is Jennifer. Jennifer, you are on Medically Speaking Radio. Hi, Dr. Mark. Yes, that's correct. I have a question for the doctor today. Okay. Um, If headaches are caused by tension, and and I mean by tension knots in the shoulders and the neck, um, will the elimination of specific knots eliminate the headaches also? Well, that's that's a uh, a very good question. When when a neurologist talks about attention headaches, they're really talking about the uh, uh, subjective sensation of tension in the head. It really doesn't relate to the cause. Um, relieving the uh, uh, muscle knots and all certainly does decrease the uh, discomfort, but that's not the cause of the uh, tension headache. The cause of the tension headache is in the brain. And uh, a consequence of having headache, and particularly tension-type headaches, is tightness in the neck muscles and the shoulder muscles. And so getting massage, and and a lot of patients tell me they get uh, relief from chiropractic adjustments too. So uh, there are certain risks with chiropractic adjustments that you have to consider, but uh, I'm sure they do. uh, But the uh, muscle tension that occurs as a consequence of the tension headache is a, uh, a consequence of the headache and not the cause of the headache. It's uncommon to have uh, uh, muscle tightness and muscle tension causing a headache. It's usually the other way around. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, then that leads me to a follow-up question. Um, I specifically had an x-ray of my neck, and they said that the curvature, the natural curvature was gone because of the um, tightness in my neck muscles. Correct. And so, um, and, and the other thing that w- coupled with that was that they said there was um, some mild arthritis. Right. So I've started some physical therapy, but I wondered if, because the physical therapists don't see the x-rays, if I could do any damage in trying to, um, d- damage to anything in there while they're working on stretching the tight muscles, um, but because there's some arthritis in there too. Not likely uh, to damage yourself by uh, any type of physical therapy. Um, arthritis is, uh, is uh, that's just part of the human uh, condition, and it's very normal to have uh, arthritic changes in the neck as we get older. Uh, those usually do not relate to the cause of uh, headaches. Uh, it's an incidental finding and uh, doesn't really relate to the headaches. Uh, again, the source of the headache is in the brain. And the cause of the headache is in the brain. And we do not understand all of the mechanisms that uh, relate to a uh, sensation of uh, uh, pain in regards to headaches. Okay. Well, at least that al- alleviates my fear about if I'm doing something that is going to be damaging. Not likely to damage yourself with uh, uh, physical therapy. Okay. Um, my advice about the neck is uh, the less that you do with the neck, the better it is for the neck because there are multiple uh, delicate joints in the neck that uh, really should be just left alone, in my opinion. But what about the knots that are in the neck? The knots in the neck can be dealt with uh, with massage and heat and relaxation techniques. I think okay. Learning how to relax the neck is uh, is very important. Uh, it's very difficult to do uh, because of the natural uh, reflexes that occur uh, in the muscles as soon as we awaken and as soon as we stand up. 
and it's very difficult to relax those neck muscles. But that yeah. is that's very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, this has been helpful. Good. Thank you. The uh, phenomenon of the vertebral artery dissection with yes. some of the uh, neck adjustments <clears throat> in, in chiropractic. That's something that was brought up by Edzard Ernst, a doctor who uh, has studied complementary alternative medicine, and he spoke about that quite a bit. And it is in the medical literature that these do occur, and there's a, a little bit of collection of them yes. having happened with chiropractic adjustment. Do you have any knowledge of, of that phenomenon? Yes, I do. Um, first, I want to say that I think chiropractors do a lot of good, and I think they are very helpful, and I think they relieve a lot of discomfort. And so I, I, I don't want to uh, uh, give a blanket uh, uh, condemnation of what chiropractors do. I think, by and large, they do, they're helpful. Uh, there is a, uh, a risk to a neck manipulation, whether it's from a chiropractor, from a physical therapist, or just through the normal uh, movement of the head and neck. And, and that is, if you twist the neck fast and hard enough, you uh, stretch the vertebral arteries um, in the neck, and that runs the risk of uh, rupturing the uh, inner lining called the intima, of the uh, blood vessels, and that uh, is a serious problem. That causes stroke, and I personally have taken care of several people who have had uh, stroke as a consequence of either a fall and a neck twist or as a consequence of uh, um, intentional uh, adjustment of the neck. Wow. So it's common enough that you've seen it in your office. It occurs about 1 in 10,000 chiropractic adjustments. That's the national uh, statistics. So I think uh, many, I, I think most chiropractors are aware of this. I think take uh, take precautions. And again, I don't want to uh, just generally criticize chiropractic because that's not what this is all about. Along these lines, other non-pharmacological uh, treatments. What, what else is there that we should be looking at for headaches? The uh, the fundamentals of uh, headache management have to do with whether a person really needs treatment. If if you have a headache and it's interfering with your life, that's a good enough reason to treat. The treatment then focuses on aborting the headache with the triptan medications or with uh, uh, various pain medications and then prevention of headache. And the medications that are beneficial for preventing headaches run the gamut from Inderol, to Verapamil, to Depakote, to Topamax, there are a variety, and they span the uh, spectrum of uh, the medical specialties. Yeah, so we're talking uh, antidepressants, anti-seizure medicines, and blood pressure reduction medicines. Yes, are, are the calcium channel blockers. And we actually had Mike call over to Auburn Drug, one of our advertisers, to ask what the price would be for sumatriptan succinate, and we were very pleasantly surprised to find it's $34.10 for a box of nine for the generic sumatriptan succinate. That's reasonable. That's, that's, yeah, a great, that's great. That's a great, yeah, yeah. Because that's come way down. Yeah. That, that was, that was again, that was at Auburn Drug. Excellent. The one with the marble soda fountain. Uh, I was going to ask you about headaches that are are precipitated by um, eyesight or vision. You know, that yes. sometimes a, a person can go to their eye doctor, get, get a... Get prescription lenses and bingo. Yes. Uh, what brings that on? What's what's the it's trigger the, there? It's probably the eye strain, and it's uh, one of the one of the uh, stressors in our life. Um, if our if you subject our body to uh, continual uh, irritating phenomenon, something is going to give. And if it's in the head, if you've got a 
uh, a bad TMJ, uh, temporal mandibular joint, if you've got double vision, if you've got an abscessed tooth, if you caught, if you have chronic uh, sinusitis, uh, all of those things are continual stressors, and the continual stressors ultimately are going to lead to something, and headache is a, a common consequence of that. Um, and that, that brings me to the other uh, issue of uh, other types of head pains, because there are many different types of head pains, and uh, sinuses certainly can cause uh, headache. Um, Ear infections can cause headache. Probably the most distinctive character, uh, characteristic of uh, uh, face pain is trigeminal neuralgia. And that is a, a distinctly different uh, animal compared to uh, headaches, migraines, tension, or otherwise. Uh, although it is a head pain and it uh, has some of the characteristics of migraine, it typically is a more lancinating, electrical, shocking-type pain that radiates into a tooth, uh, into the eye, into the ear, the nose, the throat. And that's distinctive type of uh, pain syndrome, not related in, uh, to migraine, not related to uh, headache syndromes in general, and certainly not responsive to your usual uh, headache-type medications. Yeah, I know somebody that, that had experience with that, too. They... They would, I would be talking to them. They'd flinch suddenly. And I, did I say something? Did I accidentally spit? What happened? They, their hand would fly to their oh, nose, and it was as if they, they, they said they were experiencing a, a spontaneous electrical shock yes. in their nose. Yes, right. Also known as tick dollaroo. Yes. Tick who? Tick dollaroo. Is that a painful tick? Is that a painful that? tick. Okay. That's correct. Which uh, it got that name because of what you observed, that, that tick, that facial tick. They actually make the wincing uh, yeah, yeah. movement when it hits because it's so painful. A nasty pain, a very nasty pain. How is that treated? Uh, usually we use Tegretol. Uh, Tegretol, uh, Neurontin, and failing that, uh, we use various uh, surgical techniques. The uh, gamma knife surgery is very effective at eliminating that pain. We used to use uh, open... Uh, surgery uh, called the Geneta procedure where you drill a hole in the skull and go down to the nerve and separate the artery from the nerve at the base of the brain and put a, a gel pack between the artery and the nerve and cut the posterior two-thirds of the uh, trigeminal nerve. Uh, that obviously has its risks, as does the uh, gamma knife. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our discussion of headache with Dr. Neil Baumann. Thank you for being on the show, and we always appreciate having you here. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And it sounds like you may be getting calls uh, about headache this week. Always. That's the number one reason for a person seeing a neurologist is headaches. Well, it was a good subject for today's show. Uh, congratulations to all the graduates, of course, and uh, some of you will be seeing you at your parties. Uh, your receptions. Medically Speaking Radio is brought to you by Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital and Sutter Auburn Hospice and the Auburn Medical Group. We also encourage you to uh, patron our uh, advertisers, Auburn Drug Company and Rodney Kihara, dentist. If you like the show, we'd encourage you to contact our sponsors, specifically Sutter Auburn Hospital and Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice, to let them know that you appreciate it and you'd like to keep us going for another season. Stay in good health.